Hi, and welcome to the CAFMA Connect. I'm your host, Assistant Chief Cody Rose. As you can see, Chief Freitag is not here this week. He's out of town doing some teaching in North Carolina. But just so you know, I didn't forget about him. <laughs> he is going to still be here with us this week like he was last time I was on the show. So we want, we want to make sure Freitag is seeing everything that's going on here. So this week we're going to talk about a little bit of volunteering and some of the stuff that firefighters do outside of our normal job and everyday work at the fire station. So one of the things that a lot of us like to do is volunteer our time, give back to the community. And one of those one of those organizations is the Firefighter Angel Foundation that my wife and I started back in 2008. And that started with uh, a small one-family event where the dad was diagnosed with cancer and we went out and did a delivery at night and gave him some presents to the kids, and that evolved to where it's at today, to where we're doing a whole lot more than that. So we're going to talk about some of that today. And with me today, we have my our guest is Kelly Lee. Kelly is on our Firefighter Angel Foundation board as a member at large, and we also have Tiffany Lavers, who's on our board as our treasurer. So I'll let them talk a little bit about what they know about the Firefighter Angel Foundation, how it all came about to them being involved with us and volunteering their time, which they do a lot of and we're very thankful for. Kelly, you can go first. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So I uh, met your wife about four years ago when I was working at the Humboldt Unified School District. And we at the district were receiving donations of school supplies. And Tammy had donations of school supplies. And so we figured, how can we give these to the families that really need them. And so um, we brought them all to the Family Resource Center at the district office, and we kind of opened um, the doors to the Family Resource Center and and gave out, you know, what we had. It wasn't everything, and it certainly wasn't backpacks, but we had school supplies to, to give to the families. And then we ended up the next year making it a little bit bigger, and we took over a classroom and, um, again, had school supplies, had families come in um, right before school started. Then three years ago, two years ago, we moved it to the cafeteria at the district office and we invited some vendors from the community like the Food Bank and Boys and Girls Club, YMCA, to kind of give our families some resources, some community resources. And we gave out uh, about 1,200, 1,400 backpacks that were stuffed with school supplies. And it, it just has grown from that Our goal was always to get to the Finley Toyota Center um, and have twice as many vendors and give out twice as many backpacks. And uh, I think we accomplished that this year. So Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that Kelly used to work at the school that she doesn't anymore, but that was she's the one that basically brought that to us and said, um, can instead of us doing separate things, which is what we've done a lot, and you'll hear a little bit about that in a minute, but instead of us all doing separate things, let's work together and make this great for Yavapai County instead of individuals throughout the county. So Kelly was very awesome at the school district and and basically giving us direction of how can we be successful doing that. So Yeah, yes. I like that we, we grew it and we brought in Prescott Unified and Chino, yeah. Un- and Chino Valley, and then you guys – brought in the outer communities and so we give to will hoyt and kirkland and all of those locations yeah, stuff too. down south and then we started doing some stuff with camp verde which tiffany can talk about because she's from that area but stuff from camp verde and delivering down there and doing backpacks down there but tiffany um so i was contacted i think it's five years ago now by that sounds about right yeah by um tammy cody's wife um she contacted me and asked to meet. Um, we met for lunch, and she told me about the organization and what they do and asked if I wanted to be the liaison for the schools in Prescott. Um, and so I took that on five years ago, and I was the liaison between the schools and the foundation to find families 
um, talk to the families, figure out what they need for Christmas, what they're asking for, and then report that back to Cody and Sunette and Tammy and everybody else to shop for Christmas time. And then eventually, well, this past year, I then took on our treasurer for the foundation, moved back to, I don't know where she, California. Where, did she go back California, to California? Yeah. And so there was a position on the board that was needing to be filled. And so I jumped on that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I'm the liaison for Prescott and the treasurer for the foundation. So in part of the foundation too is having liaisons in areas, obviously that became too much work for Tammy and I and the rest of the board members at the time. So we said, let's have liaisons because we had lots of volunteers that were wanting something to do. So creating liaisons in different areas. We have now the Chino Valley School District liaison, Prescott School District liaison, Humboldt, and then also in the Verde Valley. So that has helped a ton of taking the workload off and dividing the workload and helping us be more successful because they're coming up with things to help us be a little more organized and get things in the right places and less mistakes when we go and do things. So also Tiffany's husband is a Prescott firefighter and she doesn't know this. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but oh the whole reason your name came <laughs> up was because we were doing stuff with Prescott fire and they said, we know the perfect person for you oh, to help geez. out. <laughs> and Mike happened to be there that day. He didn't say anything, but the rest of the guys there did. So Tiffany would be perfect for you guys. And that is now Sinette Trammell. She used to be one of our firefighters husbands and, but she was diagnosed with cancer and, wasn't able to help us last mm -hmm. year at all and also hasn't been able to help with this year. She would love to be here, but she's in Mesa in the hospital. And she's done some shopping she, this year. Yeah, she does some stuff when she can get out, but yeah. that's been very rare. And her husband or her boyfriend now has done a great job of getting that stuff and bringing it to us or her mom who's always with her. So she's, she's still trying to be part of it. She would love to be here. But mm -hmm. Tiffany has stepped up enormously and <laughs> yeah, definitely Tim and I could not do it without you. But thank you very much for that. So... um about the foundations, what have your guys' from your guys's thoughts from your side of it? Where do you see the foundation going from here? We just had a big backpack event. Maybe you can touch a little bit about on that. But where are we going to go from here? I, I think that in the last two years, and COVID kind of put a put, put the brakes on on growing our our backpack event. But we still plugged along and did a drive through event last year. But mm -hmm. I, I like the progression that that now we do our stuff the bus event where we go to the Walmarts and, and ask for donations of school supplies or monetary donations to go buy the school supplies. Uh, we just have a, we have a system now where we didn't have that before. It was kind of all over the place. And so we've kind of streamlined, we figured out what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I think this year really showed that we, we know how to do this mm -hmm. and we know how to make the corrections um, for next year. And I think continuing that, um, getting more sponsors would be great. Um, I don't know. We're going to run out of room if we have more vendors, but they're always welcome uh, to come and provide services for our families. And uh, I just think it's it's a great it's a been great growth. We haven't gotten too big too fast, but you know, there's always room to to grow and make this even better than it is. Um, I'm happy with it. Well, and Tuesday's event had what 54 vendors, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we gave away. Almost fifteen hundred backpacks, just at that event, right. and then another almost four hundred went left to go to Will Hoyt mm -hmm. and the schools. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And then we were loading up another hundred to give to Prescott School District because so many, so many were requested after the event was over. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll do the same thing. Right. And we always have families that can't yeah. attend the event. And so they can reach mm-hmm. out to their family resource centers at their district office and, and still be able to go yeah. get a backpack for, for school next week. Yeah. And the goal with the whole thing with the backpacks is just to make sure that everybody is taken care of. So people that couldn't make the event, phone, I've gotten several phone calls. Go to your family resource center, as Kelly said, at the school district, and each of them know how to reach us. They know how to get a hold of us. If they're running out of supplies, and we will definitely make sure that we get them more and make sure that everybody's taken care of before school starts next week. I think the other great thing is when we have leftover school supplies, um, we then open it up for teachers. So mm-hmm. we, we make sure that our teachers are, are taken care of and refill their classrooms because that stuff comes out of their pocket yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. And the family resource centers are located at each of the district offices. Yes. One for Humboldt is on Robert Road, and for Prescott is on Gurley. Yes. Yeah. And then the one out in Chino's at the high school. At the high school. The high school. Yep. Okay. And one of the other things that we do, too, is a Christmas deliveries. I touched on a little bit about how the foundation started. And, again, I'll let you, each of you, touch base on that. But that's that's – Definitely, that's that's the one that's the most rewarding when we get to do it. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happens leading up to it, and it's a ton of work and makes you think on some days, like, why do we do this? What's this, Why do we put this much time into it? But the days that we go do deliveries, it's awesome to see the kids' faces and to hear kids screaming and jumping up and down and parents just bawling and ecstatic that, that they're getting what they're getting, and that that's what that's all about. But I remember my first delivery that I went on, we didn't do, we did Prescott Valley first and I wanted to ride along with you to see kind of, cause I'd never done it before. And we pulled up to that one house and we set the beacon out and sat afterwards and I got like chills of my whole body and you're like, you're hooked, aren't you? I'm like, yes, (laughs) dang it. (laughs) Same here. I think ours was two years ago we went and I took the girls with me and it was just magical. I, you know, it's magical for the families. Every volunteer walks away from it feeling good about what they just did. Um, and it is a lot of work. It's, you know, it's the shopping and it's the sorting and it's the organizing, you know, families and, and the what wrapping. they need and the wrapping. <laughs> and, and But it's it's just a great thing to, to go and do. Yeah, and Tammy's making sure every kid has to make get 20 to 30 gifts. So yes. mm-hmm. we wrap socks individually from the shirts and the pants. They cannot be together. Yeah. I think so. we went into an apartment uh, two years ago, and there were so many gifts, you, you couldn't see the floor. And there yeah. was, like, two kids. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we were like, okay, well, they're set. I think that, like, some of them were even out on the patio because there just wasn't enough room. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's okay. And then each of those we have, we call it the the – the golden item, but the, whatever they, what's the wish list? And we usually ask the parents, like, if you could get anything for them, what would you get them? Mm-hmm. And it's been from trampolines to, we did a drum set last year mm-hmm. at Camp Verde. That was pretty awesome. But anything like that, we, we the get that. The dollhouse. The dollhouse, yeah. bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what family that you've been involved in, is there one family or situation that sticks with you that that you remember that you'll never forget? There's a lot of them, I've but just one, maybe them. one yeah. that's that was <laughs> the one that stands out from the rest of them. Um, I would have to sort through. I've been on so many deliveries. <laughs> I think the the one where we went to the apartment it was a single mom. Uh, you know, two two or three small kids, and you just know that that it wouldn't have been possible um, without Firefighter Angel Foundation, and so. It was just, it was overwhelming for her, I think, but it was, you know, she was so appreciative and, and 
it was just magical for the little kids. And so that's, that was the one that stuck, yeah. stuck out. I think to I've me. got two that really, one was we delivered on Christmas Eve because the little boy was in the hospital. We couldn't deliver on our normal yeah. night. Yeah. So that was, they sprayed the gun. We spent what, like two hours at the house. Yeah. It was a long time, but it was, it was amazing. Like it was, he had cancer. Yeah. He was a third grader, had cancer and we, he was in the hospital doing chemo. So he wasn't out during our normal delivery. So we, pulled it together and delivered on Christmas Eve. Uh, that was really, and then the one in Camp Verde where we again, kind of scrambled to, yeah. I got a call from Cody the day before and was like, can you do a delivery tomorrow? I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Cause they didn't know if the dad was going to make it till the delivery date. I think yeah. those two are my biggest. And you need to fill in on the amount of work it takes to organize those deliveries. Yeah. There is like, like I said earlier, the behind the scenes stuff is, there's definitely a lot to it, but again, it goes back to just when we see these, what happens with these kids' faces and, and the parents. But um, so it goes from we start with with paperwork that goes to the schools. The usually the nurse at the school sometimes is different. Whoever we can or the liaisons can connect with the best that understands what we're trying to do starts there. Then they get it to the parents. The parents fill out this document. It basically is just asking for what what's the needs of the child or the family, and then liaisons get it back. And then they got to make a phone call to the parent because that basically gives us permission that we can speak with the parents now. So they got to make phone calls because there's more questions that we want to be very in depth on this. We want to know uh, if they want socks, what kind of socks do they like? If they want underwear, what kind of underwear? They like? What kind of shirts? What are the favorite colors? We want to know that stuff specifically. So that takes a while for that all to happen. And, and then sizes and you know, sizes, yeah, exactly. So ages, all of that. Once right? that's all done, then that's when it gets turned over to Tammy and when Sunette was involved and when she's back involved. But they get turned over then. Then they make a shopping list. Here it goes, and that's where Tiffany came in with that as well last year. But they make a shopping list. They go out shopping and get all that stuff and. Then come back, and then we have scheduled wrapping days where usually it's three days, and we have volunteers come in and schedule blocks. It's usually 20 at a time, and it's usually two to three blocks each one of those days. And we just wrap thousands of gifts. They get put in bags, and then we put them up on the shelf at the warehouse. And then the day before the delivery, Tammy being who Tammy is, and she's it's right, but we got to pull all those down, and we got to count every mm -hmm. gift, and we got to make sure they're all right and make sure that they're even throughout. We don't mm -hmm. want one kid to have 10 and the other one has 20. So we got to do that. Then we put them back in there again, and then we get there on the day of delivery, and we do the same thing again, and then we organize it by the delivery schedule. So in the trailer that we have, we put the last delivery, obviously, in the very back, and then the first one in the front. But that, then that that's the day of the delivery. Then we usually go to where we're at. So the whole part of this is we want Firefighter Angel Foundation to be behind the scenes in this. The The goal is to wherever fire district and whatever police department that we're, we're in their jurisdiction or their area, we want them to be the – the headlines, if you will, of taking all that stuff. So we give them the stuff and we're behind the scenes of, of here's the stuff, here's what you need, here's what you can take in, here's kind of what we've done. So we usually do a briefing when we before we do our first delivery with that organization and with the, the law enforcement that's there. And then we start doing our deliveries. And like Tiffany talked about, we have a little beacon or a strobe that we set out at the house. So the liaison usually goes ahead of time, sets that out, and then the train that's coming usually is several fire trucks, uh, Police officers, cars, there's usually two or three of them, our truck and trailer, and then all of our volunteers behind that. So there's 10, 15, 20 vehicles that are in our train doing our deliveries. So that's that's the whole process and how it goes through. We usually start that. We'd like to start that as soon as school gets back. So we contact the nurses, and which is that's next week. So in August, contact the nurses. Hey, here's what we're doing. Just so you know, most of the time if we already know those nurses, we already talked to them, it's fairly simple. But 
there's a lot of turnover within the school district, as most people know. So getting the, the new people kind of up to speed on what we do and what we're looking for. And it's it's very unique to what what the school district allows because not a lot of organizations, if I don't think any, get to do what we do um, with these families. Normally they just say, bring whatever you're going to give to the school or bring it to the resource center and they'll give it out. We have the luxury of being able to have that information and going inside these people's houses. Um, so it's a lot of work leading up to that, but the goal is by December 1st, we have all the information, we have everything shot for, and we have it at the warehouse and we're ready to wrap everything. So that's kind of the process that we go through in getting that. But again, without volunteers, there's no way. It started in our living room at our house back in 2008, and Tammy and her mom and myself and a couple of other people would wrap it. We couldn't do that today with the thousands and thousands of gifts. So that's kind of where it's at today. I think um, this past Christmas we delivered to 20, 28, 28 um, homes, which was amounted to just over 100 kids. So um, we're always open to expanding that. Again, it, it comes from funding. The funding that we get is all donations from the community, uh, donations from the firefighter charities from Central Arizona, from Prescott, from Mayor. Um, and then when we go over into the Verde Valley as well, so the, with the don as many donations that we we get in, then that's how many that's how many deliveries we can do. We were also fortunate this past year to get a grant from the Fiestable Charities, which was a godsend to us because of we're not being able to do um, fundraising with with COVID and, and the pandemic and everything that was going on there. The fundraising was all shut down. Um, so with that grant, that that basically gave us the funds to be able to do our backpacks and be able to do our um, Christmas deliveries. So now that we're on the fundraising part of it, so we usually do two fundraisers a year. Um, that's a pancake breakfast that we do at the fire stations. We do it on the same day. It's on the Sunday after Easter. We do it in Chino Valley at Station 61. We do it here in Prescott Valley at station at the uh, training center, and we do it in Prescott at Station 71. We do that from 8 a.m. till noon, and the goal is one of the things that we joke about the whole time is who can make the most money. <laughs> and we, we have texts and phone calls and pictures of stuff going back and forth. I've, I got more than you. You got more than me. But but everybody understands that it's in it's all in fun. And it's all for a good reason or a good uh, a good good avenue to go back to the foundation. And it's ultimately going to the kids. Nobody within the foundation is a paid employee. We're all volunteers. Everybody that does stuff is the volunteer. So. And then we do the car show, and the car show is the the Saturday after Memorial Day weekend. So um, that car show is at Stone Ridge, and we call it the car, the car show on the grass. Not very many car shows are on the grass, so people love that and come from all over to do that. And that's probably our biggest fundraiser because last year I think we had 120 cars that came, and we the first year we did it we had 46. I think our goal was to try to get to 50, and I think we had 46. So that has expanded every year that we've done it and more and more people we've got several phone calls this past year people wanting to be involved and wanting to bring their cars up and i said well the pandemic we're not gonna be able to do it stone ridge won't let us do it this year but our plan is to do it next year for sure so and then we have the auction at the car show yeah so we do we do a silent auction and a live auction at the car show um of a, again things that are donated and we've had some pretty awesome mm -hmm. uh, things that have been donated to us to, to auction off so that's kind of how our fundraising goes outside of the grants. Those two, those two events is what makes Firefighter Angel Foundation and our our donors throughout the community. So, um, 
Kelly also has another job that she does outside of being on the board because she didn't get paid for that one. So she, no. <laughs> she, she can't make the pay the bills off of the foundation. So talk a little bit about what you do with the DEA and your role there. Sure. So I left the, the district in February to take on a contracting position with the DEA, and they brought a um, program here to Yavapai County called Operation Engage. And basically the, the thought behind the, the program is DEA does a lot of enforcement. Obviously, that's their, that's their mission, but they want to do some prevention work and they want to bring some federal dollars that they have to communities that that need some support. And so they brought Operation Engage up here to help support um, our law enforcement and our prevention communities with some programming, um, with some support um, dealing with opioids and illegal fentanyl. So we have some school programs that we're doing. We are in the community at stakeholder meetings. Uh, We're having a DEA Citizens Academy in September. Uh, And the main goal is just to educate anyone and everyone in this community about the danger so that they can educate the kids um, to just stay away from it. Yeah. And as most of you know, we've had a huge influx of that in the past year or so. And so the program that she's involved in is we're trying to minimize that and trying to just make an awareness that the dangers that are involved in it and trying to get kids to get them to different directions than with that. And the Citizens Academy that she talked about, she was telling me a little bit earlier about it. Uh, if you're involved or want to be involved, yeah, it's a great program. There's some pretty cool things that they're going to do. I won't, I won't let the cat out of the bag on any of that, but it's going to be very fun. So um, if you're interested in that, how do, how do they find out information on that if they're interested? So there's a, uh, a microsite called uh, gavapai.dea.gov, and we're posting event information on there and ways to get a hold of me. Um, if they're interested, they can email me at kelly.j.lee at dea. .gov, and we can uh, get an application to them when we make that available. It's about next two weeks we're going to start promoting it out to the community. Okay, perfect. And Tiffany was a teacher for a long time, mm-hmm. and then she decided she wanted to go a different route. So talk a little bit about that <laughs> and how much you love it right now, loving life right now. <laughs> loving life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a teacher for, well, I took a couple years off, but I was a teacher for nine years, and... Decided last February that I was going to go back to school to get my RN. (laughs) Pharmacology is super fun. (laughs) And doing it online is super fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Some of the phone calls with with Tiffany or when Tammy has you on speaker for listening to her, you can tell her she's not very happy right now. She's studying and taking tests. And yeah, it's not fun, but in the long run, it'll pay off. And Tiffany will be awesome being a nurse. So... In closing, we'll talk the Firefighter Angel Foundation. If you want to find out some more information about the foundation, you can go to firefighterangel.org. Our contact information is on there. And any other information that you need, there, my phone number is on there. Feel free to call me at any time, and I'll answer it for you. If I can't, I'll direct you wherever I need to. But that's it for this week's CAFMA Connect. And thank you to Kelly and thank you to Tiffany. And next week, Chief Freitag will be back. Mm-hmm.